Hello everyone and welcome to episode 14 of Let Me Just Say This. This has to be my favorite episode of the season because I have my girl Jay on as we discuss growth and lessons that we've learned and what we would tell our younger self. I've been reflecting a lot on that because I realized this year alone I've changed so much. She and I could go on and on for hours and I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, I'm here with my good sis, Jay. I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Jay. (laughs) That's all y'all gonna get. (laughs) My birthday is coming up and I've been thinking a lot about like how much I've changed. I'm way more open-minded now. I know everybody still think I'm judgmental and all that shit, but you should have seen me back in the day. Back in the day... I was just super close-minded, not super close-minded, but I just was so stuck in what I thought that I feel like I'm just so much better today. But everybody mm-hmm. like, no, you still stuck. <laughs> when, do you, when do you feel like you had a shift? This year. This year. Because when I was in my like relationship, I was like kind of stuck mm-hmm. like in like a mental space. So after that, I think this year... I experienced a lot more things like before I was doing stuff and I was living, but I wasn't really living. Like I wasn't outside. Like I didn't have the normal phases of youth that other people had. So I was kind of caught up in work relationship and then life goals, like five-year plan shit. Right. So I wasn't out being free the way I should have been. (laughs) And (laughs) this year, I feel like I've done that. Like, I feel like I've, I've had the more new experiences in this year alone than I had in like the past five years. And I'm going to be honest. Like, I did not want you to experience. (laughs) I did it. But now that I see like the ending or, you know, the progress that you've made, like, personally, I can respect the decision that you wanted to do that. So, (laughs) but I was so against it at first. I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And I mean, me and you have had conversations about why, you know, know, at the end. For me, it wasn't just about, like, getting out and dating. It was more just about Doing whatever I wanted. Right. Like finally being able to just do whatever I want and not listen to what anybody else has to say. I feel like the me now, like younger me would be really proud of me. Right. I feel like younger me was more like, I hope 24 year old me is really successful and is driving a Tesla and shit. Like that's Didn't probably even have what. Teslas back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, driving an Audi. I think my dream car back then was an Audi. Uh huh. Younger me probably would have been like, oh, wow, you're living the life that I want. But honestly, I think younger me would be more proud to see me now, even though I'm not where I thought I would be. I can say the same thing um, as far as like younger me, because I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to be in life. Mm -hmm. And even now, still, I'm not where I want to be. But I have made like substantial strides since I want to say 24 years old, made substantial strides to to be in a good place. Mm-hmm. So I feel like younger me would be part of me now. Five years ago, she would have been like, what the fuck you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I can say I, I am doing a whole lot better in life mm-hmm. than I ever have. 
But back on this free thing, right? <laughs> so listen, okay. I am from 16 years old. I can say I've always kind of lived my life the way I wanted to live it. And I will say it's not all what it cracks out to be. <laughs> Especially when you're young and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Like, sometimes what you want to do ain't the right thing to do. So, I mean, I was just speaking from experience when I was telling you, girl, don't do it. (laughs) I mean, I, I put myself in this kind of atmosphere that wasn't nurturing. Yeah. So now... I'm on the back end trying to fix that, mm-hmm. especially with relationships. Um, as far as like relationships goes, like I wasn't the dater in high school. I didn't date in high school. I'm like, everybody's going to go off to college, the military. They're going to move to new cities. They're going to see men and women they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. That's a whole new world, like opening up for high schoolers that are graduating. Yeah. So I did not believe that my soulmate was in the place that I grew up. Me neither. So I didn't date. I was like, what's the point in dating? Now that I look back on it, when you're dating in high school, there's a lot of like little key things that you learn Mm -hmm. or you deal with that, you know, as a 20, 20 year old, 21 year old, like I should have learned this stuff a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Being in a marriage, you know what I'm saying? And figuring stuff out that you should have learned as a teenager dating, like, I do kind of regret that part. Yeah. Because even though I had that mentality, like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere, I would have learned a lot of, like, key things, like, in relationships. I think for me, like, as a as a high schooler, I well, first of all, let me just say this. I had a new boyfriend every year. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't invested in them either, though, but I... The same way I was with my ex, I mm-hmm. was with a guy in high school who was bummy, a scammer, and I my mentality never changed. So you like hood niggas? You know I like you know I like <laughs> oh you know I do. <laughs> but he he was a manipulator just in the same way that I took care of him. Right, and I should have learned from that. I'm just the type of person that if I go through something, I might still allow another person to do it because I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I know that's kind of fucked up. But I I didn't date for like with intentions. I didn't think about marriage. Mm -hmm. I never even considered getting married until I met my Mm ex-boyfriend. And if I could go back and tell 18, 19 year old me, I would tell her ass, leave that nigga now. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to get married. Right. You don't need to be dating for marriage. I don't know why I thought I needed that, but I felt like that's what you're supposed to do. I felt like that was in my five-year plan. Like, grow up, get a good job, meet my dream man, get married, have kids, and, and live happily ever after and shit. Right. That was the... I feel like that was how it was back in the day. Yeah. And a lot of us still subconsciously have that mentality because, I mean, that's just kind of like nature, right? But living in today's society, that's that's not how it goes anymore. So mm. some people have to make that shift within themselves so that they won't get hurt because yeah. they that's what they naturally want, that's what they naturally crave. Mm. But 
that that's not how it works nowadays, you know, no. like with men, women, the way dating is. It's so the way complex. Life, like, exactly. It's just... And it's supposed to be natural and, <laughs> you know, like simple. And yeah. it's not. It's supposed to be organic. And right. I feel like so much of it is forced that we kind of just get caught up in that and lose sight of what we actually really want. Like, I, I mean... I would tell my younger self not to deal with the guy that I dealt with for so long, but I don't regret it though. Cause right. like I said, like I learned, learned so much, yep. but I could have read the motherfucking book. <laughs> I didn't have to be going through all of that. High school me was just like, whatever happens, happens. I wasn't invested in, in dudes and I didn't care if a guy cheated on me then. So I probably, even if I was getting cheating on, cheated on, which I did, I'm pretty sure I did not care. Because I just was like, this ain't my husband. Like, he doing whatever he doing. I'm going to just go pop out and find another one. That's how I thought. Like, genuinely. I wasn't I invested. I can never see that in you. Because when I met you, you were different. You were not that person. I was person. wholesome. I was trying to be a wife. <laughs> you were not that person. So, like, when you even came out and you were like, you know what? I just want to, like, do me. I want to do whatever I want to do. Like, I couldn't see that in you because I met you as... Mm. the girlfriend mm -hmm. as the I want to get married type of yeah. person so but now that like I know you a little bit better and you know we've had these conversations I can see why you chose to do you know you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if there was one thing that you could tell your younger self, like your biggest thing, we could talk about all of it, but what is the biggest thing? Like if you could, if you could go back and talk to like 16 year old you, what would you tell her? I would tell her to just do it. Don't be scared mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of the things in my life that I have wanted to experience, I haven't done because of just me being scared, me yeah. being scared to do it, me being scared to jump out there, me being scared to, you know what I'm saying? My life, I've lived my life very hesitantly. Mm -hmm. um, also, I feel like I didn't have enough variety of like, between sports and hobbies and stuff like that growing up. So I would tell my younger self to experience more at a younger age, yeah. experience more, do more, be more, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that way, as an adult, I would have a better idea of what I want my life to look like, how I want my life to go, what I want to do with my life. Because even as a 29-year-old, I still don't know what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I have a steady income. You know what I'm saying? That's great and dandy. But I still don't feel like I have substance. But you know, you have these people that can play guitars, play pianos, yeah. they can sing, they can play sports, they go play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like they have all these different hobbies that keep them interested and keep their life like meaningful. Yeah. So I would tell my younger self to find those things that keep keep you happy, mm. um, keep you grounded, keep you exciting. That's what I would tell my younger self. <laughs> I feel the same way, honestly. Like I didn't get to experience a lot of things because of 
my background, like my social economic background. And because I was also afraid to do things like I wish I like I wish I would have ran track. I would have killed that shit. Mm -hmm. But I just never thought I could or I felt like, well, my parents got to work every day. Nobody can get me from practice. Like I didn't prioritize those things. Right. However, the things that I knew I could do, I I did them well. Like I tried to excel in all the things that I felt like I could do. So I feel accomplished in that way, but I definitely feel like I missed out. Like I could have had a way more vibrant social life, but even back then I was very goal driven. I was very like work driven. Like I would rather be at work than be doing a school activity, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it wasn't until that like was the same way. Yeah, it wasn't until my senior year that I started doing stuff. So I started going to games. So I started trying to go out and and meet people. I just felt like, you know, my circumstances didn't allow me to do things, but I could have done it. And I wish I would have, because like you said, I I, my life could be completely different. Right. (laughs) I mean, I'm grateful that I'm where I am now. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But it. It's just like now I'm doing things. I can't imagine people being, you know, 50, 60 years old and just now starting to do things and live and figure out what they like and their hobbies. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) I mean, but it's real. A lot of people just live day to day, steady income and work. and, And there's nothing like purposeful about it. And I had a conversation. This actually... Reminds me, I had a conversation with two of my friends, Chris and Rome. If you ain't listened to last episode, go ahead and listen because they're on there talking shit <laughs> um, about how I want to raise my kids. And no shade if you work at Walmart. No shade if you a manager. No shade. Or if you a cashier, whatever you're doing. But that is not an aspiration I have for my children. I would like my children to do something very meaningful in their career field. I don't want my child's biggest aspiration to be, I work at Walmart. Like, I want them to have more. I don't, you know what? I don't think um, a Walmart manager is like, as a little child, like, I want to be a Walmart manager. I know. I really feel like, well, like those type of people, they have aspirations, but they just never get there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I can say is they don't have the guidance the mentors, the, you know, people that can help them put themselves in positions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like as a 16 year old, if you would have known, Hey, if I network and I talk to so-and-so's mom, I can get her to pick me up and drive, you know, pick me up and take me home. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? As children, we don't know that. Mm-hmm. That's also something that a lot of people could tell them their younger selves. Like, Use the people around you. Mm. Just because your parents can't do it don't mean yeah. someone else can't. You can't have you. community. Right. As a kid, you don't think that because you right. think, you know, these are the people that are my friends. And I don't know, everybody's childhood experience or high school experience is different. Right. But at least for me, <clears throat> it was very like clicky. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I didn't feel like I could be the person who was who built a community. And so I never thought, and I also didn't like asking for help. Like younger me, I would tell her, girl, ask for help. It is okay. It is okay to need help. It is okay to need people. I always wanted to do things on my own. Like you can ask anybody. I was 
ripping and running by myself. You and sh- you I shut had off a lot of opportunities. That yeah. Way. And so had I been more vocal about what I needed and what I wanted, I probably could have got it. Right. So but I as mean, a child, you don't think about that. Like, that's not something that, you know, you learn like networking when you get into like the business realm of life, get into like work mm-hmm. realm of life is when you start noticing like, okay, if I network, I can get this or I can get that or this will benefit yeah. me or this contact will benefit me this way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, you're not thinking about networking. No. Not unless you have really business-savvy parents. Yeah. And if you don't have business-savvy parents, then you're not getting that yeah. mentorship. So I feel like that's the only thing I wish. Like That's the only thing I really, if I could change for real, because like I said, I like where I am now, is... I wish my parents were more hands-on. Like, I wish they were more nurturing and they would have fostered my ambitions. Now, I feel like that's just something I'm willing to do for my kids. Because I know what that can do if you really pour into your kids when they're young and they want to do stuff. So that way, when they get older, they're a little bit more established. At least knowing what they want to do. Because I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. Yeah. My parents did the best they could. Yeah. With what they knew. That part. So I cannot blame my parents for not giving me what I feel I needed because they gave me what they felt I needed. We are growing up into totally different times. Yeah. So I can't I can't punish them or make them feel guilty or because they they just didn't know. They were growing up in a time where a minimum wage job and working to, you know, put food on the table and, you know, clothes on our back was enough. Mm-hmm. We're living in a time where, you know, it's completely different. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I would never blame my parents for the way they raised me. Could they've done better? Yes. I mean, I, I, w- I will be able to say that when I have kids, they will be able to say mm-hmm. that about me, you know, but I think they did the best they could. Um, my mom worked days. My dad worked evenings. So when mom got off work, she was tired. My dad was at work. So there was no soccer practice. There was no yeah. cheerleading practice. There was no none of that. Yeah. It was, I'm going to make this food and I'm going to go to sleep because I have to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I didn't have though. I wasn't afforded those opportunities. And then. I was very sheltered growing up because we were raised in an area my dad didn't know anybody. Mm. I wasn't raised around family. I wasn't me raised neither. around cousins. Me right. Neither. So my dad didn't want me to go anywhere. He didn't want me to stay anywhere. He didn't want me to be anywhere that was out of his eyesight. Yeah. So um, I feel like a lot of the opportunities that I could have had was taken away by fear. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was scared to let me do anything because he didn't want anything to happen to me, which now I can understand as yeah. an adult, but then I was livid. Oh, like <laughs> I couldn't stand it. Like, why can't you, you raised me right. Why can't you allow me to do, you know, good in this mm-hmm. world? Why can't you allow me to go to these events and do and this flourish. and do that? and flourish exactly and he's like it's not that i don't trust you i don't trust everybody else and he always said that and i got it then but i really get it now 
you know? I think my family was like low key the opposite. My mom, especially as a young, young kid, like elementary age, I love my mother. Let me preface with (laughs) I love my mother to death. However, there was a time in my life that she was not present. Mm -hmm. So I was outside running around nine o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't sheltered. Mm. I I was exposed to a lot of shit that I shouldn't have been exposed to because my mother wasn't watching. Right. When I got to high school, at that point I had guidance. But I still wasn't sheltered, but it was more so because I guess my mother, being who she is, is just like, well, push them out of the nest and if they fly, they fly and if they fall, they'll learn how to fly, you know? Mm-hmm. At the time, her husband was very um, hands-on with us. So he was the one nurturing, like the personality and the person I am today, I can owe a lot to him. Mm-hmm. He trusted me to just move how I wanted to, but I, he watched over me. Right. So I could go places, like I could tell my parents, hey, I'm going to my best friend's house. I'm about to hop in an Uber. It's like 8 p.m. and I'm going over there. And I'm spending the night and I'm staying for days. Like, <laughs> granted, thankfully, nothing crazy traumatic happened to me, right. but it could have. Right. And I think I was a bit more naive then because I felt like if my parents don't think anything can happen to me, then I'll probably be all right. But I d- absolutely could have been in a lot of situations where I could have been hurt and (laughs) I don't think my parents would have known a thing. And I don't think I I would have told them either. That's just crazy how different we grew up because my dad was paranoid. Mm -mm. If I even brought up the fact that I'm about to order, well, we didn't have Ubers back then, mind you. (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit older than you. Ubers came out like (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, dad, I'm about to call a taxi and go over my friend's house. My dad would have looked at me like, bitch, you crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. If I'm not taking you, you ain't going. And if I don't feel like taking you, you're still not going. Like, right. that's just how my dad was. So it's just weird to see, like, people that grew up very differently than me. I think that's why I'm so independent. I, I feel like that's why I got this hyper-independence. But even that. as, like, a as a young, young kid, like, as a child, if I go back and tell, like, child me, like, six, seven, eight years old, I would tell me to... Not be so afraid of other people because as a kid, I grew up in such a chaotic environment that I felt like I had to fend for myself. So I was always taking care of me or taking care of like my younger brother. Mm -hmm. And I did not like, like, I didn't even like playing with other kids. Like I was that kid that was in like first grade and I didn't talk to nobody. I would go in there, do my thing and I would go home like I wasn't trying to play on a playground with people I was by myself I didn't have any friends like I was so like I was afraid because I felt different but I also was afraid because I told Chris this I was like if I'm building a sandcastle mm-hmm. and the other kids are coming to build with me they can ruin my sandcastle and I don't like that I want to be in full control of my sandcastle so I wouldn't want other kids to be around me Cause then at that point, like I'm kind of giving up some of my safety and my security and my control. Cause now right. you're around and I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. So 
I was always just like, watch out for me. I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to do my thing because I like here in my space where I can, can control like all of the constants and the variables. I think that's okay to a certain extent. Um, I feel like if you stay in that space, you're going to burn yourself out. That's why as an adult, I needed friends. Yeah. Like as an adult, I'm like, stay no. in that space. <laughs> it's not healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like certain times call for certain measures. Yeah. And I feel like at some, in some points of your life, it's okay to be that way. But in a lot of points in your life, you, you need to lean on the people that surround you. Yeah. So that's why like in high school, I had one best friend. Shout out to my best friend, Sharia Latiz Howard. I Love you long time. I envy the people who have big groups of friends that go back years and decades. I envy that. However, I had my one ride or die. But as an adult, I realized, okay, I need a tribe. And I feel like via Ashley, I found you guys. Same. Like you and Austin. And obviously via work, I found, you know, Rich and Ruth. And it's important to, I guess, like garner those relationships so that you don't feel lonely, like so mm-hmm. that you don't feel alone. And I'm very grateful for that. I am too. Um, if it wasn't for Ashley, I would probably be in this house by myself 90% of the time. I was mm-hmm. like that. I had one best friend in high school. I was like the floater. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say that my high school was clicky, but I didn't feel that way because I kind of got along with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like that floater. Like I was in this group, that group. And then I also didn't hang with a lot of females. Mm-hmm. So it was mostly like male click groups that I was with. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was that that person that kind of got along with everybody, but really didn't fit in anywhere. Yeah. So um, I had my one best friend and we don't talk anymore. Um, I feel like we just got older and grew apart. Yeah. There were things that were there during childhood that I did not pay attention to because she was my best friend. Right? Mm-hmm. She could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, you get into that phase where it's like, if they don't benefit me, they yeah. bring me drama. If they bring me headache, why are they still here? Period. You know, so- I got to that point in my life and I'm not going to lie. I did some things to her that may have had her feeling a certain way. Not going to, I'm not going to put it all on her and Mm -hmm. say it was her fault. I feel like we both did some things to each other. I was more willing to work on the relationship than she was. Mm -hmm. And when I started feeling that and I started feeling like I was the only one putting in the effort, I just was like, I'm done. Because it's no point in us being in this friendship if you don't want to be in this friendship just as much as I do. So um, that was the story about her. Anyways, she was like my only friend for a very long time. Very long time. Um, I wound up getting married, leaving. Um, I tried to confide in her. I tried to call her. She wouldn't answer the phone. Like. She was just not there for me throughout my marriage. And my marriage was turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got back to the States, we wound up not just not being friends. And she wound up telling me a whole bunch of reasons as to why instead of like um, dealing with those reasons in the moment, she allowed those reasons to like fester. Mm-hmm. And um, after all of that, we just wound up, I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. 
Um, my best friend now, she's also from that area. We've known each other for a very long time, but we didn't really like get super close until I want to say right after high school. We fell off for a little bit when I went out of the country. And then when I came back, like we just became close and we've been tight ever since. But she gets me. We have those conversations. If something, somebody's feeling away, we have those conversations. Um, back to like the subject, like if, if it was something that I could tell my younger self is don't nourish relationships you know are not going to work. Don't put energy into relationships you know are not going to work. Because in high school, I knew that she was not my best friend anymore. I knew she didn't have the, the same interest in the relationship as me. I knew that she didn't fuck with me like I fucked with her. Mm -hmm. But because we had all of that history, you feel like you have to I do was, it. I felt like I was obligated yeah. to remain her friend. I tell my best friend this all the time. She was fostering and nurturing a relationship with someone who clearly wasn't her friend. Right. And I'm like, why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting your energy giving to this person who's not giving back to you? It doesn't make any sense to me, but she was just like, well, we, I've known her for so long. Like I grew up with her. How do I just say, okay, enough is enough. But I think when you're looking back and we're younger, we let a lot more slide. But as an adult, I have my own shit going on. I cannot about. let anything that disturbs me further slide. Right. And if I, if I have people in my life that are giving me more than you are, and I'm giving you both the same amount of energy, right. it would make more sense to give the half the energy I'm giving you to add that to what I'm giving them because they're giving me the same. The same. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, for me, I think that was more, because like I said, I had my one good friend, all the other girls to this day, if <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I'm not even going to speak on them. I had my one best friend. The 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 relationships that I was nurturing or, or pouring into were relationships with guys that weren't giving me what I deserve. Like I was one guy, like like strung me along for like two years, and I was obsessed. Two years. I was obsessed with this guy. When I tell you, this this is the guy who told me I would be a virgin till I was thirty. He was like, I'm. T I had a reputation in high school of being uh, a prude. Being too modest because I didn't want to fuck on everybody, which now looking back, I'm like, you guys are just so fucking dumb. <laughs> right. But I'm he glad told me that. I, I'm glad I didn't either, but I was so close. Like I was so into him that I was giving it to, I was trying to serve it up on a silver fucking platter and he still managed to fumble the coochie. How does that work? <laughs> Y'all were Hindsight, I'm happy I didn't do that. I would, if I could tell younger me something about dating mm -hmm. in, in high school. I will tell her for, for real, good job on not giving it up to any of these bum ass niggas. Like good job on really just sticking like 10 toes down to how you feel. Because really and truly, I didn't do it because I, I simply didn't see the benefit. Like I'm such a logical thinker that I would, I remember one time, <laughs> this is such a segue, but I remember one time I was in the car with a dude. In his mama's car, mind you. <laughs> Bucket naked, girl. What? Butt naked. <laughs> what? And he was begging me. He was like, please, can we, can we, can we? I was like, mm. And I thought about it. I was like, 
how does this benefit me? First of all, why would you want to lose your virginity in the backseat of his mom? Ain't nothing wrong with a little Buick. Listen, <laughs> it would look like a murder scene and his mom would have been calling you. I don't know who else he had in that car, but I was just more so like, does this even benefit me? Like, what do I get out of this? That's how I thought back then before. And so I'm like, okay, Naya, that was smart of you. I wish I would have thought like that because now, like, like I said, I nurtured this um, environment or this atmosphere mm-hmm. that wasn't good for, I feel like wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. So I was complete opposite. I was out there. <laughs> okay. Outside. I was outside <laughs> at 17 years old. I was outside. Like I didn't care. I did what I wanted to do. I was sneaky, mm-hmm. super sneaky. Um, Cause my dad, I had a, that, that, leash on me for so long like mm-hmm. i was just like you know what i'm just gonna do what i want to do you know they they say the the preacher children yeah rebel. the preacher's kids be the the worst my dad wasn't a preacher but it was in that same concept mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just like okay i have begged you and i had whole long four or five hour conversations with my dad you know like i was very open and honest with him about how i felt but at the end of the conversation it was always like it doesn't matter what you say you can voice how you feel. It doesn't matter what you say. What I say goes because I know what's best for you, mm-hmm. which now, you know, in today's age, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But that was the that was the dynamic between me and my dad. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna just do what I want to do. I can't be out past 12 o'clock. Guess what? I'm a fucking broad daylight. Like, oh my goodness. That's Meanwhile, that's how I was because at the end of the day, I was like, you're stopping me from doing stuff I'm mm-hmm. going to do anyway. But if I was to tell my younger self, I would have been like, girl, it ain't worth it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like mm-hmm. you, you have plenty of time for that. Be a child. Yeah. Stop trying to grow up so damn stop fast. Stop trying to grow up so fast. Stop trying to do all of this stuff that you're going to have plenty of time in your life to do. Mm-hmm. Like, Especially like the sexual aspect, like people are so like, oh my gosh, like I get to do it, but it's yeah. not that by the end, By the time that I had decided I wanted to lose my virginity, I was over it. Like I, I remember, I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod before, but when I met my ex, who was my first, mm-hmm. I didn't tell him I was a virgin. I lied. You what? I lied through my teeth, girl. I did not tell him I was a virgin until two weeks after we had had sex. And that's because my roommate at the time was like, you got to tell him. And I was like, in hindsight, I didn't have to tell him shit. That was my business. (laughs) But I told him and he was just like, oh my God. I think honestly, he felt proud. Even he felt better. He was like, wow, I get to be the first. childish. Very childish. But- I'm like, you know, that's probably why he was mad that she was talking about I'm a date other people because he exactly. wanted to keep you all to himself. But I but just, I note. didn't, at that point I was over. I didn't want to be, I felt like the way I grew up thinking about sex as a young girl, the lessons that I got were, if you do this, they're going to see you as a hoe or a whore. So too. you need to protect your reputation. So in, in in some ways I was modest because I felt like I don't want people talking about me or knowing my business or thinking a way about me. Um, really it was none of their fucking business at the end of the day, but I was, it was like, 
And it was a very misogynistic view because these are men telling me this. So in the, in hindsight, I'm being told things like basically being sexual as a young woman is a negative thing. Um, people shouldn't know about your business and they shouldn't, but you shouldn't be shamed for being a, sh- a sexual being. Even as a teenager, I feel like teenagers, teenagers are fucking, they're fucking, Stop shaming young girls for wanting to do stuff like that. And show them the proper way to keep themselves safe. Safe. And like do it. In a way that benefits them. Yeah. So I, (laughs) back in the day, like I didn't really, I I did care about the whole like um, what people would think about me type of thing. But I was always the type of person that dealt with people that didn't talk. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was good at judging who would run their mouth and who wouldn't. Mm. Because if I've heard they've dealt with other people already, that means they're not going to keep what me and them got going on private. I'm so those were the people I stayed away from. It was always the people that um, I dealt with that I knew weren't going to like run their mouths. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, like I, like I had got really, really, really close with a guy like right after high school. Cause I wanted him not going to college over like just money. Like I wasn't able to go to college over money. So a lot of people that I actually hung with wound up going to college and I didn't. So me and him got really, really, really close. One night we're just sitting there, he's smoking and we sitting in the car and we're just talking. And I'm like, you know, I did, you know, this, this, and this, so-and-so, and this, this, and this, so-and-so. And he was just like, now he is very well known in the city. Mm. Very well known. Like, everybody knows him. Like, he know everybody business, but he didn't know mine. I know, that's right. And I was like, I, and I was like, I know how to pick them. Girl, I didn't trust not now one of them. <laughs> you ain't finna, uh-uh, no. The answer is no. So that why, <laughs> so that's why I didn't really do it. But, I mean... I wouldn't have been so ashamed. I just felt stigmatized for being a virgin for so long. Mind you, I lost my virginity when I was 19. Like, that's a good age. I was out of my mama house. Mm-hmm. I was getting paid checks at, at the very least to pay no bill. I didn't have no bills at the time. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I was stepping into adulthood. Right. My mom, though, was very, if you're going to do it, just be safe. You know, she wasn't, she didn't shame me. My mom, she, I, to this day, I talk to my mom about my sex life. Like, that's the type of relationship we have. But it was the men in my life yeah. who were like, ah, ah, you need to do this and be pure and all this other shit. So, I mean, if I could go back, would I do anything crazy? I wouldn't suck no dick. <laughs> they can eat the coochie, but I'm not sucking no dick. <laughs> no. I mean, that's really all I could do. But also, on another note, there were a lot of older men, not family or close relation, but like men that I worked with mm-hmm. who were kind of predators. Like I was 16 and my wee man at the time was 26. Your wee man. And he would be hugged up, hugged up on me after, after work. Feeling on the booty and everything. I was 16. Girl. 10 years my senior. And I thought it was just so cute because he was fine. Girl. I don't even want to get into that. I don't even, <laughs> even want to talk We're going to say these. that for another episode. Yes. Because <laughs> we can get into a whole different subject about mm-hmm. that. 
Lord. I mean, I remember I was what, 18 and this man was 29. Mm. I I had no, I hadn't even turned 18 yet. We had a conversation recently about it. He was like, You hadn't turned 18 yet, and that's the only reason why I didn't deal with you. Mm. Because you were not legal yet. And I'm like, so you Niggas knew this waiting. was illegal. Niggas <laughs> wait and plot. Like, you knew this was illegal. And here we are. Just like when I first got to high school, the seniors, you 16 yet? You 16 yet? And I'm thinking, would they like me? No, girl. They trying to see your private parts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would tell younger me, leave them niggas alone. Mm-hmm. Let them niggas be. Because mm-hmm. they ain't shit. Very much so not shit. Very much so not shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, closing thoughts. I would overall just tell myself to go with the flow. Stop thinking that life has to be so rigid. Everything is not going to go to plan. Most of your plan is not going to happen. And you need to be able to bounce back and have resiliency and not be so upset when things don't go your way. Um, I would also tell myself to love yourself. Like, just love on yourself. I've always been a very confident and loving, like I've always loved myself, but I never, I mean, until obviously recently, like I, I didn't love myself in the way that I needed to in order to avoid some of the things that I was dealing with. So focusing on me and my aspirations and not putting all my my energy into a guy, I would that's probably one thing I would say, like Naya. You are, you have all these things. You do not need to be a mama yet. You're only 21. You're only 22. Like you do not need to do any of that stuff. Like just wait, just hold off. Cause your life has not even begun yet. All right. I think I would tell myself to love myself. Mm-hmm. Be patient with myself. Oh my God. Yes. Um, I would tell myself that. Everything that glitters ain't gold type of thing. You know PSA, PSA on that. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, the, a lot of the things that I thought that I wanted, I didn't need. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell myself to be more open to any and everything, you know, as far as life. Like, just live life. Mm. Live life the best you can. Don't allow fear to stop you mm. from doing things. I look at these CEOs and media influencers, and they did not allow fear to stop them. Yeah. And now they are successful. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of the reasons why I haven't done a lot of stuff in my time, it's because of fear. So don't be fearful. Uh, be confident in any and everything you do. Yeah. Regardless if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm. Stand confidently in it and realize, you know, your rights and your wrongs and learn from them. Yeah. You learn know? from your lessons. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't make the same mistake over and over again. Mm. Whatever. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
that's what I would tell my younger self. Okay. Just be you and be beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Period. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> you guys, you've made it to the end of the episode once again. Shout out to Jay. When I say I love her, I really love her so much. This episode was absolutely my favorite by far. As always, thank you guys for supporting. I really hope you enjoyed this one. And I will see y'all on the flip side. If you would like to support the podcast, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Let me just say this underscore pod. Get the updates, get the quotes. We got inspirational content on there. Go ahead and follow your girl. <laughs>